We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Swagger from the corner. Yes! And a foul! Is he having himself an afternoon? Swagger feeling his third three already. On the drive goes Patty Casey for the basket. <laughs> Backdoor cut Swider with the jam. This is Swider in close. And one. Welcome to episode six of uh, the Swider Show. This time's flying by. I think we've we've had some, a lot of great guests, but uh, this week we decided to do a little mailback episode. Obviously, talk about opening night and everything that uh, came with that. So, obviously, welcome again, Patty. Episode yeah. six. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, well, first of all, with episode six, one of my friends actually suggested that we start for like I don't know social media for. Maybe not the names of the episodes, but like when we're dropping, it's like do it according to a jersey number. So this would be LeBron. It'd be episode number six and <laughs> LeBron's jersey number. But no, <clears throat> definitely get excited for for this episode. It's gonna be a little bit more unique. Um, and yeah, like you said, opening night last night. Congrats from one co-host to another. Big night. I'm sure that was you know a, a dream come true, which we'll get into. But definitely an exciting week for the Swider show as a whole. Yeah, man. No, it was, it was great. Obviously, uh, opening night is something that not a lot of people get to experience. It's usually it's only like the, it's the two, two best games, most recognized games, uh, for opening night. So, um, mm-hmm. obviously Celtics and Sixers played before us and then obviously able to kind of experience ring night, kind of experience what, what it was like, uh, just opening night in general. So obviously the game didn't go how we wanted it to go. Yeah. Um, Honestly, just a, just an up and down game mm-hmm. from the start. Uh, I, I thought I thought yeah. we came out and, and, and played tough. I think it was we were down three at the end of the first quarter and actually was able to cut it to seven for halftime. So obviously played a competitive first half and then um, game kind of went on and uh, I thought we battled back at the end, but then Steph just was unbelievable towards the yeah. end. So dude, he's he's ridiculous. It was. Uh... It was like such a. This is gonna sound so dumb when I say it, but it was such like an NBA game. <laughs> you know, it's like always like it's such it's such a game of runs. It was literally like Warriors go up twelve, you guys cut it to one. They go up what fourteen, you guys cut it to three, and then the third quarter they kind of blew it open. But then, like you said, in the fourth, LeBron kind of like took matters into his own hands, and it was definitely a game there for a while. I think the Warriors had to sweat it out a little bit more than they probably expected in the second half. But um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned like. We kind of had a recap of your first preseason game, but yeah. I'm sure the experience of your first actual game is a lot different, right? And the other thing I want you to touch on is, like, this isn't just any opening night for rookies. Like, obviously, I mean, it's a dream come true no matter what team you play for in yeah. the NBA, especially me. I'm not going to cast any stones at guys who are, you know, open up tonight where there's, like, 20 different games. But you guys are, like, you know, it's launching the NBA season. It's, like, all eyes are on that type of game. It's, like, a TNT game, so... Kind of what's like pregame like, um, you know? May- maybe go through your fit for the for your uh, tunnel entrance because I saw that floating around Instagram. Like, kind of just take us through what it, what it's like from when you get to the arena, and then obviously the TNT crew is there, and then ring night ceremony. It's like a very important night. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Obviously, like, just, just throughout the day, you know what I mean, kind of feel the hype of opening night. Um, TNT had this whole entire set outside for, for their opening night. Yeah, they had, they had, like, the outside. Yeah. It was like it was like when they do, like, a game day type setup. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, so so obviously the whole entire TNT crew was there. and uh, You can just kind of feel the hype throughout the city throughout the day. We had a little bit more traffic than normal. Um just get into the arena and stuff like that. So shoot around, shoot around. Like you go to shoot around, and then there's all these shirts saying Ring Night on it all over the. I mean, I I don't know if we had any games like this last year, but at Villanova we always had like the whiteout games. Like mm-hmm. where where you go for shoot around, and every single uh, seat has like a white shirt on it. You're just getting ready for those. It's obviously those big time yeah, environments. Yeah, that's that looks sweet even when the gym is empty. I don't think we had any last year. Now that you mentioned that, which is no, I would have grabbed one if, if we had one. I would just swipe one off a chair. <laughs> no, for sure. But but yeah, no. You could just like, even from shoot around, you could just feel like like the the moment coming. I, uh, we had this um, my, my my guy Jason Dumas. He, he actually went to Syracuse. He he, re, he reports for the for the Warriors. Go ahead, go ahead. Dude, he's my boy. Yeah. He is my boy. Yeah. I DM'd him yesterday. Yeah, no. Great. You follow me on Instagram. So when I when I get it's, it's when I get followed by a verified Instagram guy, I, that like makes my day. Yeah. So yesterday he po- he posted a picture of you because he's obviously a Q's guy, so he shows yeah. love to you. But um, yeah, I said like go time or something. So shout out to him. Yeah. So he so he posted me on his story yesterday, which was great. But um, I, I was talking to him a little bit before the game. He's like, hey man, like this is gonna be rocking in here tonight, and like it kind of just brought me back to that moment of just like wow, like this is like actually. Ring night for the Warriors. Juan Descano Anderson, who was on our team, was was obviously very uh, mm-hmm. emotional going into that game because he won a, he won a ring. He's from he's from Oakland, so he obviously has a lot of stock built up into that area. Uh, a lot of his family got to come to the game. I actually gave him my two tickets for the game just to make sure that his family could oh, come. That's awesome. And then he he actually got his mama a, a courtside ticket to the game. Yeah. Uh, so you can. Yeah, just... I saw that. I saw that. It. I saw that interview. It was awesome. Yeah. Like at shoot around, he was talking about it. Like it was the first time she had sat courtside, which was just like so cool. Yeah. So so you can just feel the energy, just even from shoot around, and then obviously you go back to the hotel, get ready, do all the pregame stuff, and um, and then after that, you kind of just get ready for uh, ready for the start of the game. Um, we, we do pregame meal, and then I, I put together a little something for my pregame fit. Nothing crazy, you know what I mean? A little Central's hoodie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, some, some some cargo pants, black cargo pants, and then I, I have these Air Force. Not definitely not a not a great fit, but it was able to get the job done. It, it, able to get an Instagram <laughs> hey, we post. We could work on it. Uh, my agent we actually. We could work on it. I, I uh, what, what do you say? Yeah, so my agent actually hit me up today. He's like, "Hey, we're gonna get you a stylist." You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> like no more, no more of that same yeah. essentials hoodie you wear everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Bro. Yeah, I liked it though, because I mean, for people who don't know, you're you're one of those guys that you're like. If you if you can wear if it's acceptable to wear like a hoodie and sweatpants somewhere then you're wearing a hoodie and sweatpants somewhere like you're always like comfort over style type of guy so Big time. you mixed in the essentials hoodie which I've seen you in pictures of it um, yeah that might be the the NBA money that you're splurging on a little bit because you didn't <laughs> have that back at Q's. <laughs> but no I liked it I liked it it was simple. Yeah, the essentials hoodie was actually a gift, so I'm I'm not actually uh oh really splurging yet, <laughs> not splurging yet. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but yeah, man. So actually, uh, so yeah, so just just obviously walking to the arena, um, you still feel the energy in that moment. And then obviously, I have one of the early shooting times too. So I go out to the early shooting time. The whole dance team is out there doing their routine. There's a national anthem going on. Um, it's one of those weird things where they're setting up for the whole entire night while you're trying to warm up. It's like, yeah, you kind of experienced that in college a little bit too. But this this was a whole new yeah, level. It's they probably had the, not on that level. Yeah, yeah. They, they they had the banners going. They had everything just just top level. I mean, the, the Warriors do a great job. Obviously, the, the brand new arena in San Francisco is, is unbelievable. It has a, has a little bit of a Madison Square Garden feel. Like not not fully, but really, yeah, it does. It, it's uh the, the seats are the same exact color. The lighting is kind of like Madison Square Garden a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but. Obviously, it's not like that in the middle of the city feeling, going in the elevator, like all right. that stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's man. like the complete opposite in that aspect, isn't it? Right on the water. It is. It is right on the water. Yeah. Yeah. Clay, oh, Clay actually uh, drives his boat in, which is pretty cool. Oh really? Yeah. I, th- I feel like I've seen that before. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah, man. So it, it's unreal. So yeah, so I, I think just getting ready for the game was 
was something that was, and then after after shoot around, uh, you have, you have like a lot of time to to kind of just um, just get yourself mentally ready. So I got my shoulder worked on. Right. Um, I took a shower. You know what I mean. Just try to just get myself ready ready yeah. for the game. Um, and yeah, just just honestly, just 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 try to prepare myself mentally. And then obviously after that, I mean, all, all these guys are going out right. and getting warming up and, and doing doing their pregame rituals and getting their massages and doing all the things they need to do and um, yeah so after that just kind of just just got ready and and <laughs> when we ran out yeah uh, ran out the first time you know I mean the the stadium was already full like the, I don't I think it holds like around 20,000 it was mm-hmm. all 20,000 and J- Jason Dooms was actually telling me that uh that like the cheap the cheap tickets in there last night were like 650 for like nosebleeds Six hundred fifty dollars for nosebleeds. Yeah, so I it's was, unreal. Yeah, so like people yeah. were really. Anticipating I mean, it, you can see why, but like, yeah, really anticipating it. So, yep. After that, uh, after we went out and warmed up, obviously really cool experience. And we went back in the locker room. And then they did their whole entire ring ceremony. So we were honestly just just in the locker room, just waiting for it to kind of be over. And it was it was a long ceremony. I mean, they, they deserve it, but it was definitely yeah. a, a long ceremony. Right. Yeah, I mean the game didn't get tip, tipped off to like ten forty Eastern almost. So, but um, I want to ask like you were talking about preparing mentally. How tough is it to just people always say like the cliche like, oh you just got to treat it like any other game. I feel like that's got to be impossible. Like your first NBA game, like there's definitely moments where I'm sure you're sitting in the locker room and you're kind of like, oh my god, like this is this is like so surreal. Yeah, it's, it's what I think more of it is just like all right, like LeBron's always been my favorite player, and not trying to be like that, like that fan or anything like that. But it's like all right, like now I'm finally yeah. here. I'm I'm in this moment. You know what I mean? Like we talked about this a little bit during the preseason games, but it's like all right, like like just seeing how he prepares, seeing the way Anthony Davis prepares, seeing the way Russell Westbrook prepares, the energy that they go about, the the focus that they have. And then honestly, just like you can tell, just in the practice leading up to the game too, it's just a whole entire different level of focus. It's like the season's here now, and uh, it's not that the preseason anymore. And I can only imagine how they prepare mm-hmm. for the playoffs and everything like that. So, right. So it's just, just, just the the level of intensity, the level of preparation. It's just something that I've always marveled at, and something I really appreciate. Just being a, mm-hmm. just being a person who really takes his preparation serious. So. Uh, for me, it's, right. just been, it's been great to learn from those guys. It's been great to obviously see the way LeBron prepares and how much intent and, 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 and thought he puts into his preparation. Mm-hmm. All right, so obviously the game's going how it's going. Gets to the fourth quarter. You guys are down a little bit selfishly. I was, you know, I was like, oh, maybe Swire will get like six, seven minutes here because it was a little lopsided. But then, like I said, you guys go on a run, so – kind of make it more of a game but then they come back the, from the from the commercial break and it's like you scotty um max whoever else you're like walking to the scores table here they tell you you're going in what's your thought process then yeah so initially the, 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 i wasn't even in the lineup initially uh he, he oh really he had a lineup in and, and kind of subbed in max like last second and then he goes cole scotty okay. and then he goes cole scotty because I think he saw the Warriors kind of subbing their their uh, their rookies okay. and, and second okay. year guys, so, so all of a sudden it's like, all right, me and Scotty, we're, we're just we're just going, you know what I mean? Just 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 going mm-hmm. out there. So obviously it's it's tough, you know what I mean? You're sitting down for 46 minutes, obviously in, in a real oh. time. Two, oh, two, I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but but, but it, it was surreal though. Finally getting out there. Finally getting NBA minutes, NBA touches, uh, NBA actual statistics. Now, you know what I mean? It's, it's something that was yeah. really cool and that. Scotty told me from he's like, hey, let's let's run, let's run like a pitch back right away. You know what I mean? Let's get you a shot, right? Like a crack back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, so, we, we, we dude, got, we gotta add, we gotta add that. Uh, we gotta tweet out and put that video of. I know it's a miss, but it hit like literally every single part of the rim. Every part I of the no, I still don't. I've been trying to figure out all day how it didn't go on the hoop. It, it felt good. You know what I mean? They, like I held my fall. Oh through. yeah, it looked good too. Yeah, I could tell. Like yeah. Held my fall like through. It didn't come out flat at all, which is like very impressive. You're on the bench for like you said three hours and then yeah. you go in. But it, I was I was looking um, behind the yeah, line. Yeah, you your. Yeah, oh, it was deep. Deep shot. But uh, I got to be honest. I never I never guessed that 
your first stat line, you would have more rebounds and assists than points, to be honest with you. I, I, I knew that was coming. Uh, I, <laughs> you're not the first person who said that. Um, I, I, I would even – I probably would have even bet more that I would have a three before an assist in the NBA. But Yeah, it's, exactly. Hey, it's – it's all it's all going as how it's yeah, supposed to. Take him where you could get him. But shout out Max too. He had, he had a good shot on the three. That was pretty yeah, deep man. too. Yeah, no. Get you in the box score. Yeah. For sure, man. But, um. So who'd you have? Do you have anyone at the game, or do you give both your tickets to JTA? Yeah, I give both my tickets to JTA. Um, obviously he has. Okay. He he's from the area. He he's, he has a lot of people, and it was a special night for him. So I was yeah, ha- I was happy I could give give those tickets to him. Mm-hmm. I was curious about, um, you know, knowing you and your family, you and your parents, and, like, your brother are very, very close, your sister, too. What's that like? I don't know. Do you hop on a, a family FaceTime after the game and, like, kind of give a recap of the night? Or or what? what's kind of, like, the feedback there? Because, obviously, it's just as big of a night for them as, you know, it is for, for you. Yeah, I mean, it, if it wasn't so late, maybe. Um, but... Oh yeah, true. Yeah, it was like one thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, super late, but obviously yeah, everyone, you, everyone in the in the group text kind of. We yeah. have a, we have a family group chat. And we all popping off. Yeah, they they were all uh, texting in the, in the group chat. My my sister Courtney actually texted me and was like, "Hey, like I'm really proud of like the pregame fit." That that's what that's what she was proud of. Oh really? Yeah, that's what she was proud okay. of. Okay. Um, all right. There's yeah. some love for it. Yeah, maybe yeah. you don't need a stylist then. Yeah. No. No. So. Uh, she she was she was very proud of it. Um, Kylie and Connor obviously texted me, and then obviously my parents mm-hmm. my parents were all over the game. Uh, texted me after the game. Yeah. So overall, just just obviously a very uh, special moment. A lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, and just a lot of just overcoming obstacles. And like I said, like right. <laughs> my journey's never been a straight line. You know what I mean? It's always be ups and downs. Yeah. And honestly, not not playing especially my first NBA game is just another obstacle is something that you gotta you gotta just go through yeah. you know what I mean so like I said nothing right. nothing in my journey has ever been ever been a, a straight slope you know what I mean I had yeah. a great summer league okay preseason ups and downs in the preseason it's just it's all about just just being a part of the process process driven and and uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward just to every opportunity I get and obviously just b- building up after this first game and kind of just taking the season head on mm-hmm. um, alright so I guess do you have anything else to add to, to your first game day, or do you feel like we kind of encapsulate everything for the most part? Yeah, I mean, obviously, just just watching Clay, Steph, and and LeBron and AD just yeah. from, from the first row, well, yeah. it was un- right. un- unbelievable. And just uh, like I said, just just seeing those guys lock in, just seeing those guys just mm-hmm. um, just just from that close is, is great. You know what I mean? But I think overall, good, good first experience. Um, and just playing defense after sitting forty six minutes on the bench is <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. So yeah, uh, ha- ha- happy I didn't uh, yeah. fall or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I think th- I don't know if it was a switch or what, but you got caught on the top of the key there with your point guard. I forget his name, but uh, Rollins. Y- yep. You held up well though. Yeah, you stayed right in front of him. Hey, uh, my, my my legs yeah. my, my my legs came through in that in that in that moment. It feels like they're gonna like shatter. You also went sweatpants the whole game, which we'll get into with yep. with your your bench seating arrangements and everything. But um, I guess that's a pretty good segue. So you said you're watching them first row. Got to call you out there. That's actually a lie. Well, the first and fourth quarter, you were I was in the watch- second row. The first and fourth quarter, I was, I was yeah. in the first row. Well, no, I noticed that immediately because I think it was another commercial break. They came back and you were sitting. Well, Scotty had been there for most of the game, but then you're sitting like right next to coaches. I'm like, let's go. He's going in. <laughs> and then it took like five more minutes. <laughs> like I thought it was one of those situations where we're like, Cole, sit here, sit here, we're putting you in. Whew. Man. But uh all right. So first of all, thank you to all the listeners that submitted mailbag questions. Um, obviously with with how busy this week was for Swider and for basketball NBA players across, you know, the country, even college players, this is so I'd say this is maybe the busiest time of the season when you're kind of like getting the season going, trying to find your routine, like, you know, figuring out travel, all that type of stuff. So um, it's pretty hard to pin down a guest. So we pivoted to the mailbag episode, which is actually very, 
I don't know. I'm I'm as excited for this episode as I have been for like any other one. You know what I mean? Like just it's, it's a little less preparation for us, not as much preparing. It's kind of like we're it's almost like we're guests on our own show and the the listeners are hosting us. So yeah, just guys being but, guys, man. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. I actually got some some questions too. Given that ninety percent of the questions are from family and friends from Scranton. So. <laughs> um, but speaking of which, shout out Leo. Leo's my older cousin. We should actually have Leo on. He has the most insane story. It was just so long, but um, long story short, he biked across the country basically for basketball. Wow. So he's the nicest guy I know. We'll have him on at some point. He submitted a question. His first one um, is exactly what we were just talking about. He said, I've noticed Swider sitting behind the bench at some points throughout the game, both preseason and last night. So... How does that conversation go with LeBron and the rest of your teammates, especially in the preseason when those guys are sitting out? Are they kind of just like, hey, hit, hit the second row? Or or what's like sort of the, the pecking order there as far as how do you end up behind the bench? Yeah, Even, so, well, you're still on the bench, but in the second row. Yeah, yeah. so obviously uh, it kind of goes by contract status, obviously everything like that. So, okay. Um, obviously being a two-way contractor and – during preseason, there's, there's, there's guys who are on Exhibit 10s, there's guys who are uh, non-guaranteed guys, so it kind of just goes based on, um, so the first game, uh, our, our GM and coach decided that the bench, who who would be on, where on the bench. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's like a signed seating? So so the, fir- the first game was oh, a signed wow. seating, and then uh, after that, it, it just honestly depends on, um, after that game, we didn't have a signed seating, but... But uh, it honestly depends on mm-hmm. just obviously status on the team and every, everything is uh, just just depends. You know what I mean? So me and Scotty last yeah. night, me and Scotty last night thought thought we, we would both have uh, seats in the front front of the bench, but right th- things happen. You know what I mean? So one of us had to sit Did in the back. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So one of us, one of us had to sit in the mm-hmm. back. So last night we kind of just decided. I, I said I, I just want the fourth quarter. It's gonna be the fourth quarter, Scotty, because I was assuming it was gonna be a close game. And, and, yeah, uh, and everything like that. So, so I, I got the first and the fourth. Scotty got the second and the the third. And the first and the fourth were our best quarters. So I told Scotty that he, that I should probably right. I should probably see yeah, you got to stay up there now. now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's actually so interesting. I, f- I just kind of figured it was like a you know you figure it out for yourselves thing. But the sign seating is crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. And uh. If you ever need any pointers, I was there all season at the Dome. So, I mean, the best thing is just maybe maybe not sit behind, like, AD or, like, Thomas Bryant or Damian Jones. Like, try and find, like, I mean, no shots at, like, Scotty and Austin. They are both on the show. But maybe the shorter guys on the team, Pat Bev. Yeah, I actually had six, a... One, six, two, six, three. I you actually, know what I mean? I actually had two pads kind of give me a little elevation, so that was... That oh, was okay. Helpful. Yeah, I mean, you're also almost, almost 6'10", anyway. The other thing, that, what's tough is... Uh, when it's on the other end of the court, and I'm sure Coach Ham gets in the way sometimes, you're, like, ducking side to side trying to figure out, like, what's going on. Yeah, no, so I I, I usually use, use the Jumbotron trick, you know what I mean? So so I can't see oh, okay. sh- straight to right. Jumbotron, seeing live action right there. So that's that's usually my trick. Mm-hmm. Do they show the game, like, live on the, Jumbo, the Jumbotron? Yeah, yeah, they, they do. Wow. Yep. There's music going, everything. Yeah, no, it's All just... right, thank you, Leo, for that question. That was, that was a good one. That was that was way more, like, in-depth than I thought it was going to be. Appreciate that, Leo. Yeah, shout-out, Leo. Peach Baskets. Everyone should follow Peach Baskets on Instagram. That's his page. Swider, you should follow that. That'll hey, give him not? some clout. Hey, why not? <laughs> but um, the other theme along these questions, I, I'm going to try and kind of build it up to last night because there was a lot of questions about last night. But some of this we kind of covered in the pilot episode, but... Um, I feel like this one will elicit a great answer out of you because I know you as someone who has always had a tough time leaving the gym, but um, Ben submitted a question and asked, hey Cole, at what point in your career was it hardest for you to leave a gym? Thanks, Ben. No, thank you, Ben. But is, there, is there a point where it was like it almost became an issue because obviously you can't work out five hours a day so it's like all right like maybe it's your dad maybe it was a coach is like dude like go home like yeah I, I think honestly um, I think 
the, there's there's two times that kind of stick stick in my head is when I was at Villanova and I wasn't really playing that much and I was just obviously super upset. I, I would I would just go to the gym and just kind of use that as like my therapy type of thing and it was like it was almost to a point where it, was mm-hmm. like, it wasn't helping me like just going there and just shooting 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 because I, I had to. I feel like we have this thing called flush days, and the guys who don't play a lot of minutes have to come in for the next day, and they, and they have a live practice while the other guys who play a lot of minutes just just right. go, go into the cold tubs, ice tubs, and they go into film. So I would have to get ready for the, the next day, but I'd just be upset just kind of going to the gym, and I, I, I would just, like, tell myself, like, hey, Cole, you got to, like, leave. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't helping you. You're going to be tired for tomorrow, yeah. blah, blah. Um, and then, honestly, right, right now, um, since, since we had – since, since I went from my college season to getting ready for pre-draft to the, to the draft to summer league, we came back in August, started working out right away, um, preseason. Um, right now has been a, been a time where my coaches have really gotten on me to, to, to get out of the gym um, and, and try and be very uh, not cautious because one of the things about me and my position is that I, you, know, you know just guarding me and Buddy in practice, like we're constantly just moving, running around, yeah, and we have these little chips. Oh, it's the worst. On, yeah, we, we we have these little chips on us that track like our our load and, and, and how much pounding we're doing, um, mm-hmm. and then they also take into account uh, what we've done the day before, what we've done in, in the preseason, and and the, um, the 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 optional workouts that we had in August, September, right? Uh, summer league and everything like that. Um, and my load's been been very high. Uh, so, so they've been on me. So, like today, like I, I, I went into the gym trying to get some shots up, uh, and a couple coaches came down and told me, "It's like, hey, Cole, like your load's really high. Like, we want you to take t- the whole entire day off." But for me, it's like one of those things where it's like, hey, like, like I'm used to doing this, this, and that. But like at the end of the day, the, yeah. the, co- the coaches know best. It's an 82 game season. It's a long season. There's a lot of things that happen in the season. So, for me, that rookie wall. Uh, I want to delay that as long as possible. You know what I mean? Because there's going to be days where, mm-hmm. I play, where I play in the G League for 38 minutes and then I have to come back and, and play right. 10 minutes for the Lakers. And it's, it's going to be a lot of ups and downs. So just kind of trying to manage manage that right now is something that uh, mm-hmm. has been. And then, and then obviously I didn't shoot as well as I wanted to in the preseason. So it's like, all right, like, is it shots? Is it is it mental rest? Is it physical rest? You know what I mean? It's all these different yeah. things that uh, you kind of try and juggle throughout an NBA season. So I – I mean that's a great question, but I think it's just been a combination of uh, of that time at Villanova, yeah, like where you are, yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then r- right now, right now is a, a, a been a been a big time yeah. for me. That's definitely like when you have a work ethic like you do, it's it's pretty hard to distinguish. Like people say, like working harder and working smarter. Yeah, because like part of you is just like oh, like I just want to put in all these hours, but it gets to a point where that's literally like counterproductive. You know what I mean? And, and for and for me now it's like I haven't been through an eighty two game season like I've been through a college season so like like I yeah. I, I knew last year like I right, like like th- this should work this shouldn't work, um, but not being able to go through an NBA season like I'm not like LeBron a twenty year vet where I know I right, at game thirty three I'm gonna know how I feel, or game sixty two yeah. I'm, I'm gonna know where my body should be at like I I don't know that yet so that's right. that's kind of where they're cautioning me at is like. <clears throat> It's like, hey, like, make sure you take care of your body now. It's just so you don't you try and delay that rookie wall, and, and you can just keep on going up and up and up throughout the season. Right. Wow, that's fascinating. <laughs> Thanks to uh, who was that? Ron, ben for that question. Next <laughs> no. question comes from Kyle. Was it Ben? I think it was Ben, wasn't it? <laughs> no, thank you, Ben. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Ben. But uh, next question comes from Kyle. This one's about growing up. This is one I missed in the pilot episode, which is tough. Um, so obviously, you're an NBA player now, Swider. You played in an NBA game last night. Did you play any other sports growing up besides basketball? And if so, do you have a funny story from any of those sports? Yeah, so I played baseball and football growing up. I played baseball to my eighth grade year. I played uh, football to my freshman year. My freshman year of high school, I played freshman football, and after that, I stopped playing. But... Do I have any funny stories? Wow, putting me on the spot here. Um, do you do you hit any dingers in baseball or no? I didn't hit one no. Little League home run. <laughs> so, so, something I'm st- Are st- you kidding me? Something I'm still upset about Listen, now. All right. Well, I just found my trump card over you for the rest of my life. Because <laughs> I'll tell you right now, you could score in an NBA game. Like tomorrow night against the Clippers, I, I'll I'll – 
put my stake in the ground and predict you score your first points. It'll probably be an amazing feeling. It won't feel as good as hitting a baseball out of the baseball <laughs> park. Home run is the best experience in sports. It's not even close. I, I, I probably scored about 10 touchdowns in football. Uh, obviously, okay. ha- had a dunk in basketball. You don't know that feeling. Um, oh, sure I do. In a game? I dunked once. In a game? Oh, yeah. Come on. Yes. I did. Junior AAU. We were up like 65. Pickpocket, clear lane, <laughs> went up, dunked it. Really? And then uh, my senior high school, I probably went like 0 for 7 on dunks. Honestly. Oh, you, you tried seven times? I would try, not seven times, probably like four, and just like none of them were really that close. Wow. But I'm telling you, you should, you should, you should like join a softball league or something and just hit a home <laughs> run just for the experience of it. <laughs> that, that would definitely be my, uh, no, that's, that's something I'm going to do. After I'm done, you know what I mean, after I retire for a little bit, maybe I take a year off, join a senior softball league, and just smack one out. Yep. Yeah, that'd be tough if you were like, I'm, I'm your co-host telling you to join a softball league and then you, like, twist an ankle or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, that, that was my, I, I don't care what questions we get, that's now my favorite question from Kyle because uh, I now can brag to you about hitting a home run and you never did, so. Hey, hey go, but, to that, uh, go to that topic. I think Jimmy Bayheim told us one time that he hit, like, 20 home uh, runs in the league. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I hit like 25. So even if he hit 20, that's fine. But uh, I was nasty. Well, that was that. That was the worst thing I've said on the podcast. Actually, knowing the number of my little league home runs is yeah, just mortifying. Oh, oh, that was horrible. Was 25? No, but I don't know. It was something like that. Wow. I want to change the topic now though, because I got to stop talking about myself. <laughs> but yeah, Jimmy's like, Jimmy said he hit like 800 in uh in ninth grade or something. Oh, I bet. I mean. Did- Knowing Jimmy, Jimmy was probably great, but he probably, you know what I mean. Yeah, he probably got the calculator out, calculating his batting average and everything. <laughs> no, no, Actually, no, he said he, he, he said he, he said he hit nine hundred. Yeah, exactly. He had like, he had like set. No, he has a very specific number. He's like my batting average, <laughs> like seven fifty-seven. <laughs> that's you guys, actually awesome. If you guys know Jimmy, that's the most Jimmy thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's actually awesome too. Even if you don't know Jimmy, like, that's just the coolest thing ever. Like, yeah, being like, yeah, I hit 747 knowing your batting average. Also, while we're on this topic real quick, did you see the video of their uh, game last week? No. Or no? No. Jimmy reposted it. It was, like, it was like obviously late hours. I think I saw it, like, when I woke up for work at, like, 730. So it was, like, 4 o'clock your time. This guy, I don't know who it was on his team, hit, like, a... 60 footer to win the game at the buzzer. It was like <laughs> zero step 60 footer. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. Uh, we got we'll like we'll like repost it from the account or something. It was actually insane. But Jimmy's yeah. playing well over there, so shout out to him. Oh, he had like a it. two episode hiatus, so we had to bring him up again. Uh, I just I just think the funniest thing with talking to Jimmy about Greece every single time we talk to him, like the number one thing he says is like the food's great. Yeah, well I I am shocked by that. I thought he wouldn't like the food. No, but, but that's but, good for but, him. But I mean, why, that makes it way easier living over there. You know what I mean? He, he talks about the basketball here and there, but like usually, like most of the time, he's like, "The food's well, I mean, just amazing." <laughs> come on! Last year, if you fired up his notes app, he had literally a extensive list of the best road meals, like best road trip meals, based on the chicken parm. <laughs> yeah, every time. Wait, that's actually a good segue. Okay. Next question is from uh, who's it from? Kellen. Kellen's my little brother, so I'm just being real biased with who I'm picking here. Yep, yep, go ahead. But he asked, what is, what is, what is your favorite arena to play in in college? Whew. I mean, the easy answer is uh, the Dean Dome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that no, was but, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I would say that was, that was probably a, a top two. Uh, Mm-hmm. place that we played. I, I love playing at Providence because my whole entire family w- was there for those games when yeah. I was at Villanova. Um, and obviously, you said, you said road. I mean, the Dome. The Dome was unbelievable to play in. Um, yeah. And then Ke- Cam was cool. That's, but just like, that's, just a, that's just a given. Like, Dome is... Yeah. I mean, the Dome is the Dome. I mean, Ke- Cameron was so cool, but like it was, we just got beat so bad when we played at Cameron. It's just like, yeah. hard for me yeah, to was, think about it, so... 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, uh, like, production at UNC is, like, ridiculous. Well, I thought the production at Duke was just, like, you felt like you were at, at like, an event at Duke. Yeah. I, I, I'm talking about, uh, like, the video before the game. Oh, yeah. Like, when, when Jordan comes on and he's like, this is Carolina basketball. I, like, I was like, I almost started rooting for Carolina. Also, also uh, Virginia Tech was... That's a joke. That's a joke for the Q's guys. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, Virginia Tech is probably the most... That's probably the most underrated. Yeah. when they, Like, Chris Lavelle talks about this all the time, but when they were playing Sandman... <laughs> you know, man, that was when, awesome. Yo, yo, man, when they were playing <laughs> Sandman at the beginning of the game, man, it's why you hit that shot, man... <laughs> Yeah, I was just about to say you hit a pull up there, but you can't. That doesn't really come through as much on TV, and I feel like it doesn't get enough love. Yeah, no, that place was rocking. That place was rocking. Yeah, it, there's one entrance. Like both teams come out of this almost like garage door type thing, and then the, like it's like a like a Roman gladiator type setup. It's like the stands are all up here, yeah. the courts down low. Yeah, I, I want to say but, Cassell Col- It's actually called Cassell Coliseum. Virginia Tech's place. Oh, Virginia, Texas. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wait, who's Cassell? Uh, I don't. I don't know. But. Oh. Oh, but it's Coliseum. That's the point you're getting. Yeah, 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 no, no, yeah. That's what. That's what I'm getting. At. Oh, all right, yeah. all right. Sorry, I'm being real dumb there. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I could have sat uh, here for the. I thought. I thought. I was like, oh, did Sam Cassell go to Virginia Tech? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's hilarious. But. Um. Yeah. Shout out, Kellen. Kel case for that question. Yep. Um, all right, moving on here. This is actually a very good question from Jake. This is for Cole. Whether it be a lottery pick or undrafted guy, who do you think is the most underrated rookie in the league this year? And you can't say yourself or Buddy. Okay. Because obviously that's those are the correct answers. <laughs> like, is there, is there a guy, like, in pre-draft who you feel like doesn't maybe get as much love and you're kind of like, oh, he's awesome? Like th- maybe AJ Green. Oh God. As a podcast, I mean, that was horrible. I'm supposed to be hosting the show. I ask a question, then just answer the question. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would probably. Uh, oh, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys who I think uh, are a little underrated. Um, but I, I think Keegan Murray. Like I know he's the number four pick overall, yeah. but I think. He hasn't really gotten a lot of hype. I don't know if it's because he's in Sacramento, but he, like, he did win like the summer league MVP. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then in preseason he came out and had like six, 16 or seventeen on us in the first game. Like, and I don't think people were really talking about him that much. And, and like I said, it might be because he's in Sacramento. It might be because this and that. But I think he's really good. I think Ben Matherin, uh, who's another. Oh, he's awesome. Who's another like another BDA guy, uh, another guy who I, who I worked out in pre-draft. Really good. Um, Jalen Williams from OKC, uh, I think he's really good. Um, yeah, man, I, I think I, I think obviously there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a lot of two way guys who have played really well. Uh, my man Keon Ellis with the Kings. Um, I, I don't know. I, th- I think there's a lot of good rookies. I, I think yeah, being a being a rookie in the NBA, I, I think a lot of guys will attest to this. Is like it's really based on fit. You know what I mean? Who who needs you now? Who's gonna give yeah, you the ball definitely. in your hands and everything like that? So. I think overall, just uh, there's a lot of guys in, in our draft class, and I think we'll, we'll see as the season goes on who, who really gets a chance and who's able to kind of mm-hmm. kind of show. Because obviously, I think Golden State has really good rookies, but they're competing for a championship, mm-hmm. so those rookies might not get a chance. Like yeah, it's like it's different. It's like a different timeline. Yeah. So so yeah, no, I think I think uh, I think those those guys for sure. I think I think Jalen Williams especially is gonna have a really big chance. Ben Matthews got a really big chance. Keegan yeah. Murray, oh, those three will have really, really big chances to have a breakout year. Right, Keegan Murray, I completely like agree with you on. It is. It sounds funny because he was the fourth pick, but he's just like, he just scores. He's a professional scorer, as they say. It's unbelievable. Like, like we we played yeah. him. In, we played him in summer league, and he had like twenty six on us. Like the easiest twenty six. Out like just effortless twenty six. And yeah, then, it looks like there's no adjustment from college to the NBA. He just plays the same way. Yeah, and then, and then he's sneakily like a like a very good three point shooter, even though his shots kind of kind of like a slower release. But he gets to his spots. He's able to raise over people, and yeah, no, I think I mean he did win some league MVP, so he's doing like he should he should be that yeah, under underneath the radar. But I I, I think he is. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he definitely is. Um, this is sort of in line with the last two questions. So this is from Jordan. He asks, first wider, is there a city you've never been to that you're specifically looking forward to traveling to in the NBA? It's a good question. Uh, I've never been to OKC, Oklahoma City. Um, I've, I've been to Houston a couple of times. Actually, no, you, I, I'm looking forward to going to Dallas. Dallas, uh, I've, okay. I've heard, that's a good answer. I've heard really good things about <laughs> Dallas. So, uh, been to San Antonio. I'm trying to think of any, uh, I mean, if, if Chris Laval's on the show, we'd probably be talking about Charlotte right now. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. It is also, like, um, I feel like Phoenix. Like, that's, like, oh, right around Scottsdale, right? Big time. Yeah. Big time, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to go The to other Phoenix. thing is that, uh, I feel like if you ask most rookies this on 28 teams, they'll be like, oh, probably L.A., but you're obviously there, so it's like... Yeah. It definitely eliminates a heavy hitter. Yep. All right, so we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit here. This is about, you know, your life, obviously, but it's not specifically about basketball. This is from Mandy. Hi, Cole. Be honest. What weather do you enjoy more, Los Angeles or Syracuse? And does the weather change affect your play? And obviously, it's not the winter yet, so you can't, like, you could be like, oh, well, you don't know how the winter is in L.A., but, I mean, L.A. is L.A., so I feel like you could sufficiently answer this, even though you haven't necessarily been there in, like, December, and you've experienced the Syracuse December. Yeah. Um, I love Syracuse. Syracuse has my heart, but I would <laughs> I would have to say I like that. Yeah, I got to preface it with that. Yeah. yeah. I like the L.A. weather uh, more. Like, today I woke up, it was 85 out. A little hot, but come on. That's that's nice. Yeah, I mean it's impossible to beat. Yeah. Does it uh does it affect how you play or like your preparation and everything? So if you if you guys know me, you guys know how much I sweat. And uh usually when oh, when, yeah. when, when the weather is, is cold, uh I don't sweat as much and I'm able to like, get through a game mm-hmm. with one pair of shoes and all the stuff like that. So so I <laughs> I haven't. I don't think it affects my play, but it does affect my sweat. So um, yeah, definitely. So yeah, so that, that's that's how it answers that question. So uh, I, I I like the warm weather. I like being in the warm weather. I like being able to walk outside now with with a sh- with a short and with shorts and a t shirt. But um, it definitely does affect my sweat, but not so. I wouldn't say so much my play. Yeah, I mean, mentioning your sweat, we've talked about that on the podcast before, but. It was funny last year during the season. Like, we play, I don't know, three home games right before Atlantis or leading up to Atlantis, and obviously we're, like, practicing. And the white unis, like, you were fine because it gets, it gets cold in Syracuse quick, so it's like you didn't have to change your, your uniform. And then we played in Atlantis. Remember we played Arizona State, and you were wearing the – you played very well, but you are wearing the white uniform. It was like your shorts were, like, <laughs> like see-through by the end of the game. Oh, it's, it's disgusting. It's – it's one of those things where it's one of those things where it's like you gotta I don't know, I, I used to get mad about it, now I'm just like, alright, just give me a new pair of shorts. Yeah, you just gotta you gotta just I mean, Schwarls, we were talking about him on the buddy episode, but he was always very prompt with it running over with the new jersey, with the new shorts, making sure you're alright. Oh, he, he was unbelievable with me. I, I talked to him early in the season, he saw how much I sweat just working out and he was like, Alright, just just let me know what what, yeah. what, what we gotta do. Alright, this one comes from Jimmy. This is for both of us, but I don't I don't know if I'm gonna answer it because I don't know if the listeners will care too much. Hey Cole, what's the best game you've ever played in, in your opinion? Maybe maybe give like, like a high school game and, and then a college game. Yeah. So in high school, uh, we 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 played uh, <laughs> we played up in like northern Maine, and we played against uh. We, we always did, like, this main trip. My high school coach always set up this main trip because he played college basketball in Maine, so he had a, he had a bunch of buddies up in Maine. Uh, we would play Lee Academy and then British Academy back-to-back. Where do you play? <laughs> uh, University of Maine, Fort Kent. So if you look at a map, it's really, like, the ac- absolute, like, tip <laughs> of, of like, Maine. It's, <laughs> it's actually unbelievable. The tip-top, yeah. That's yeah, no, it's, it's unbelievable. So, uh, so yeah, so he, we would... Uh, we would do that trip every single year, and I remember my grandparents came up for this game, playing against Lee Academy, and I had a 49, 49 at Oof. at Lee Academy, and they had like four or five. Couldn't get players. fifty. Couldn't get fifty. 
And I, but the thing is, I, I had 31 in the first half, seven threes in the first half. So I was feeling good, talking shit to the other right. coach. You know what I mean? Just typical. Um, and then, yeah, college. Obviously, North Carolina was was my best college game. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, Wake Forest game was pretty unbelievable at home, too. I'm just saying that because then I'm hoping you say, oh, well, you scored in that game. And I say, yeah, I did. I remember after that game, uh, <laughs> GMAC, we're, 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 doing, uh, we're doing like our, our, our pre-practice workout, and GMAC was like, did anyone see Casey last game? Scored the number one player from England? <laughs> yeah. Was it England or Ireland? Yeah, right into his chest. <laughs> uh, I don't even know. The, 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 I like the still can't believe that one. That's, that's the audio in, in the intro. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I've never listened to it on my own. But, yeah, that's where it's from. So, kind of last non-basketball one here well I guess it's basketball because it's your teammates but it's not necessarily skills this one comes from Charlie he wants to know the funniest teammate you've ever had I've had a lot of funny teammates Brandon Slater at Villanova um, obviously my high school teammates super funny um, Chance Ellis from, from St. Andrews and I don't know I had a bunch of funny teammates but I think uh, Patty was around this guy you know what I mean I think it's J- Jimmy J- Jimmy Bayheim's obviously up there, but I think the funniest teammate yeah. I ever had, and Patty knows what I'm going to say, is definitely, and we've referenced him probably five or six times on this show, is probably Chris Laval. Yeah. And he's, he's like, he lo- makes me laugh in a way no one else I've ever met can make me laugh. It's just a Tuesday night. Like, everything he says is so funny. It's just a Tuesday night walking in, walking into the, the room, just a quick one-liner that he says every single time, and it's and it's the same laughs. So I would probably say Chris Laval is the funniest teammate I've ever been around. Mm-hmm. Do you have a funniest coach answer? Whew. I mean, we had so many funny I mean, coaches last year, but yeah, prim- prim- <laughs> prim- <laughs> coaching staff was funny and like it, it was funny in like different ways. Yeah, I, definitely last year. I, like G Mac is hilarious, but. I just think like the constant comedy of Alan Griffin, just <laughs> yeah, and then the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, Gri- yeah. and then I, I think obviously Red's hilarious too. You know, you know what I mean, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you do. You do a good impression of all of our coaches last year. Yeah. So, and then obviously Coach Bayheim's hilarious too. But I, I mean, just. Mm-hmm. And then I mean my my high school coach is probably the funniest guy I've ever been around in general. I mean, if you guys have met <laughs> Coach Hart, uh, he's 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 definitely the funniest coach I've ever had. But those, those guys at Syracuse were hilarious. Yeah. Um, other like Syracuse teammates, Chaz Owens and, and John Bowl are also very very funny. We had a pretty funny team last year. Like we had a good sense of humor as a team. Oh, uh, we had we had such a good team, man. Such a good team. It's a great group yeah. of guys, and well, it's like, just a good group of guys. Like, like Chris Valsen, some of the highest character guys I've ever been around, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, again, thank you to all the listeners who submitted questions. I'm sorry that we didn't get to all of them, but the good thing about this slider is we could just stock these for mailbag question of the week. Maybe we could do two some weeks. So um, if you submit a question, it will be featured at some point on the show that just means you have to listen every week to find out if you're featured you know what I mean seriously so, subscribe the final one is from yep yep Brian Wojel our good friend yep he asked both of us a question he said at Cole when you made your debut on Tuesday night did you take a second to capture the moment and realize you're playing on the big stage you've dreamed of your whole life was that feeling already satisfied from the preseason games no, that's a great question. And obviously, Brian's been one of my best friends growing up. Like, we used to shoot around mm-hmm. in the backyard together. So this this question is, like, a little bit more personal for, obviously, me and him. But, uh, no, I, I think just, obviously, growing up and just kind of, like, the journey that I've had, like just, like, the, all the ups and downs, all the 
all the times that, you know what I mean, you know what I mean, didn't know if I was going to be able to get there, didn't know if I was going to be able to have the opportunity to get there, uh, you know what I mean, playing JV my freshman year at Portsmouth, being told I wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. going to St. Andrews, not playing as a freshman, then, then going, like, my four years being a Jordan Brand All-American, everything like that, oh, you're going to make the NBA, then go to Villanova, don't play, finally get to the situation at Syracuse, right. think about going back for a fifth year, decide decide to come out, oh, you're not good enough, you're not even going to get an E10, you know what I mean, what are you doing, you should go, you should have yeah. gone back. So just kind of being able to land with the Lakers, land in this great situation, have a great summer league. Um, yeah, no, I think last night was I was able to kind of just think about it, just th- think about my journey, and just just realize like, hey, like it, it doesn't stop here. Just another another part of the story. So, I think uh, right. from early PYB days, when my dad yelling at me, don't put me up against the wall, tell me stop fooling around with my friends. To <laughs> yeah. my dad telling me in seventh grade that he's gonna have to set, he's gonna have to start saving up for college because I had zero points in the AAU game. To <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, to, just to all those little moments yeah. that, that kind of just made me the it's person. It's almost like stepping stones, yeah. The, the person and competitor I am, I, I think it, it's it's surreal, but I'm not satisfied by any means. Um, I, I feel like right. that was the first of many NBA games. And um, you, it starts out with a kid with a dream from, a, obviously, a small town like I am in Portsmouth, Rhode Island. And uh, being mm-hmm. out in L.A., uh, there was a tweet last night by one of our, like, our local uh, newspaper reporters, like, hey, like, Cole Sweater checks into his first NBA game long way from Portsmouth, Rhode Island, which is... Yeah. Oh, I saw that. I yeah. smashed a like on that. You smashed a like? Yeah. You go through my likes, it's on there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> no, so, yeah, but man. it's definitely... Um, it's like a weird sentiment, right? Because you kind of have to... It's like this balance of being like, oh my God, this is so surreal and unbelievable and I've dreamed of it my whole life, but it's also not necessarily unexpected and not the last time it'll happen, so like, I don't know. It'll be cool to check in and like couple years where it's that's your normal now you know what i mean yeah no i hope i i don't take any moment for granted either like that's one thing i try right. to remind myself every day is like hey walking into this facility walking into like this locker room being a part like seeing my name on this locker with the lakers uniform saying sweater on the back like yeah, yeah i'm not satisfied but at the same time like i don't take any moment for granted because i know like th- right. there's there's another guy coming for this spot there's another guy who's, who's dreaming of this spot who's working really hard in the gym um, maybe in the middle of nowhere, or, or in a G, on a G League team, or in college, still in college, still in high school, fighting for this spot right now. So, uh, something I don't take for granted. Um, but at the same time, it, I'm, I'm very hungry and, and very focused to kind of just just keep on leveling up, keep on trying to cement myself in this league, and uh, just keep on growing. Um, all right, and then Woj's question to me was at Patty, my guy. This isn't even a question, just a nice message, which is a very Woj thing. Yeah, yeah. At Patty, my guy, how how you doing? Cuse is loose. Miss you, dog. Let's get after it in L.A. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take him up on that. Hey, hey, hey Patty, how, how are you doing, though? How, like, obviously, we ask a lot of questions about oh, me. I'm doing great. Just, just how, yeah. how, how's the men's league going? How's the working life? How's your new uh-huh. schedule? I mean, since you asked, the men's league, we actually didn't get any mailbag questions about the men's league, which I was very excited about because, um, yeah, we're on a streak right now. We're on a winning streak. Yeah. Which is why I was going to, if if I was, you know, the one to lead off the show, I was going to say that's probably why everyone's tuned in to, to hear the recap of our two-game winning streak. But, yeah, so last night, um, Tuesday night, played a very good ball club here in New York. The men's <laughs> league's in New York a little different than Scranton. A lot more physical, very good players, you know what I mean? Um, not the best refs. Me and my brother were giving it to the ref pretty bad. But, uh, yeah, I played all right. My older brother probably had like 35, 40, you know, hitting threes from God knows where. And we pulled out a W. It was very gritty. You know Grit, what I mean? Like gr- gritty one for steals, the Casey brothers. A lot of steals, very physical. Um, yeah, it's just, just old school basketball. And then last week... We, uh, another, like, very... We actually played three of Jimmy's Cornell teammates. Did I say this last week? I, I think you told me. No. I think you told me. Okay, but it wasn't on the mic, which, like, I got to... Yeah, yeah go ahead. people are tuning in for. Yeah, yeah so. go ahead. But, uh, yeah, second half, the other team goes up by 10. Eight straight for me. Immediately. Wow. 
Kobe. Bring us back. We're two down. Uh, shout out Babe McGrath. Hits the biggest three of the game. Puts us up by one. Swing, swing. Danny Ryan puts us up by four. And from there, it was just smooth sailing. We ended up winning by like 14. Wow. So so we, we start 0-3. Went two in a row here, so I think we got a bye week next week. Very earned. Um, I was super sore this morning, so I could kind of relate to you know how it is playing a game last night like yourself and then waking up a little sore. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the men's league update, and that's all I care about. Wow. Well, and also, we we got a mailback question. I was curious your thoughts on the MLB playoffs. How how closely you've been following it. Yeah, no, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a huge baseball guy, but I I, I keep on track in terms of like mm-hmm. uh, Sports Center and stuff like that. So I know I know what's going on in terms of that, but I'm not sitting down and watching any any full games or anything right. like that. But but I, I mean, I thought the New York Yankees rocked the baby to sleep was was sick last night. That was unbelievable. It was like I don't know. That's like one of those things that draws people. Like it's a clip that that people don't who don't watch baseball like yourself just see on Twitter. It's like what is going on. No, but it, it that was, was the most like insane thing I've seen on a baseball field maybe ever. Wait, when, when he hit the home run and started going like this around the <laughs> yeah, he did it for so long. That was great. That was great. And uh, I mean, the Phillies are the best team in the world right now. They're actually they're down a five as I'm saying that, which yeah. is tough. But they're gonna. I think they're gonna win the World Series, so that'll be good for me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we had to take a little break there because uh, I had some mic issues. Typical. I'll take one for the team there, because it was actually Swider who had the mic issues, <laughs> believe it or not. My $25 mic is working perfectly. But um, like I said before, thank you to everyone who submitted mailbag questions. That was pretty fun, Swider, like I said, sort of being the guest. You know, for sure. I, I, I thought all the questions were great, um, wide-ranging questions, which I thought were great. And, and obviously yeah, just... exactly. Just... Uh, Good, good to mm-hmm. obviously it's great having guests but good to kind of like catch up a little bit the other thing is I say every single episode if you want to submit a mail question you got to send it to swidershow at gmail.com and we'll also accept some DMs on Instagram which is swidershow the Instagram and the Twitter is the same thing at swidershow so hit us up on there uh, you can get featured on the show but um, I guess kind of segue sort of wrapping up so I just got a busy night ahead playing the Clippers tomorrow night. So um, I was actually curious about that. What's are you guys the road team tomorrow or the home team? Uh, we're the, we're all, we're away tomorrow. We're away. Okay. So have, have you been in that locker room yet or anything? Like, how different is, does that make your routine? Well, I think we're still in our locker room for for the Staples Center. Oh, I guess that the, makes the, sense. The, wow. The crypto.com Arena game. So um, yeah, <laughs> crypto.com. Yeah, yeah, crypto.com. So so yeah, no, I. Mm-hmm. I Obviously, it would be different in terms because I know they, they cover the banners, they cover all the the Lakers stuff in. Oh right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the crypto dot com arena, but um, I, obviously it it would be uh, it'll be good. It, it would be another another game for us. Uh, but mm-hmm. it, I don't know. They they say it's mostly Lakers fans, but we'll we'll see we'll see. Right. Tomorrow. Yeah, that's why I um you know. Thankfully, didn't have to prepare any questions this week because that was just maybe the worst question ever, asking if the Lakers still have their <laughs> locker room in their home arena. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess just sort of like previewing tomorrow night, you're on TNT again. Then you got you got Dam and the Blazers. For those who don't know, I was a diehard Dam fan, or still am. Still am. Obviously, now I'm a Lakers. St- still, uh, now I'm a Lakers slash Pistons guy. But, um, yeah, I guess... What's the preparation like going? Obviously, tomorrow they have two, you know, superstars, a lot of good players. Blazers just got Jeremy Grant. Shout out, Q's guy. So, oh, the Q's guy. Um, yeah, I guess just sort of talk about the next couple games before we hop back on the mic for next week. Yeah, no, obviously, uh, two two great teams, two great opponents. Obviously, superstars on, on both those teams. So, uh, I, th- I think for this next game, just kind of just obviously going over scouting report. The Clippers are a really deep team. They have probably. 12 guys who could be starters on NBA teams around around the league. So just ma- making sure mm-hmm. that we, we have all those guys, um, we have all those guys just just in our scouting report, making sure we, we, we go over that. And, and honestly, for us, it's all about just uh, just continuing the process, continuing the next game. Um, obviously, Kawhi and PG are going to be great challenges for us, and like AD and LeBron mm-hmm. are for other teams. So just just trying right. trying trying to get as much 
trying to get as much down as we can. Obviously, playing the Golden State and the Clippers back to back is two great challenges. So I think I think as a team, we're excited for that and kind of excited to test ourselves against the best. So uh, the first game mm-hmm. is the Warriors, and it goes we wanted to. But the good thing about the NBA is that you have a game probably two or three days after, so yeah. you'll be able to play right away. Right. Have you guys like have you gotten a sense of what the practice schedule kind of is like during? the season like it's mostly just individual stuff right yeah no not, not as much not as much yet um I was yeah, for, for guys who aren't but yeah guys who aren't playing as much like we usually have a uh the day of the shoot around we usually have a little play group that that will play live just to make sure we're getting the reps in um mm-hmm. and then yeah i mean obviously you gotta be ready for your opportunity because your opportunity can come at any game um but yeah, I I think it's just it depends on each. It goes from guy to guy. Obviously, LeBron's not gonna have the right. same schedule as me. Obviously, I'm not gonna have the same schedule mm-hmm. as uh, Patrick Beverly, who who's gonna play 35 minutes 35 minutes a night. So um, I think I think it ranges right. from player to player. Um, but I, I think for for young guys, you gotta be ready to practice, be be ready to go, and um, it's just something that I'm I'm ready for. Right. Um, I mean, you're always in that mindset of kind of just staying ready, but. Obviously, right now you guys have some in, guys on the injured list, so I guess just individually sort of maybe touch on, you know, the situation you're in right now. Obviously, you're still with the two-way, but, um, you know, you're with the Lakers last night. You checked in, shot what it went in. I'll be pissed about that for the rest of my life. But, um, yeah, what are the next couple of weeks looking like, you know, individually for you as, as far as roster, you know, yeah. fitting in? Yeah, yeah, I I think for me, the NBA changes day by day, so – um, right, right, right now we have we have two guys who are, who are going to be out for three, four weeks with with, with wrist injuries. Um, so, so obviously, hopefully being able to stay on the NBA roster during that time and hopefully getting a chance. But if not, be with the G League team because training camp starts the G League team uh, Monday. So uh, it's a very fluid situation. Um, so whatever they want me to do, whatever they ask me, uh, I'm obviously going to be willing to do and um, just prepare myself to be able to do both. You know what I mean? I think in this. Right. In this two-way contract, I mean, Buddy will tell you too. There's going to be some days where you're going to be playing 35 minutes with the G League team, and two days later, that they're going to want you to play 10 to 15 yeah. minutes with the NBA team. So, uh, just just making sure you're mentally ready, mentally prepared, um, doing all the right things in terms of when you get your opportunity in the NBA. Just making sure that you that, that you take make the most of it. Does just because you prepare doesn't mean it's going to come come through all the time. You know what I mean? I thought I prepared right, well, exactly. well for summer league and uh, wasn't able to make as many shots as I would have liked, but um, I think just just trying to prepare to the best I can for each moment, each situation, being able to prepare myself to, to play in South Dakota at the Pentagon one game, and then <laughs> yeah, play play at shooters gym. Yeah, play at Madison Square Garden maybe a month later. So I think overall, right. just just preparing myself the best I can, um, just just for both situations. And right now, obviously being with the Lakers and and preparing myself in, with, with that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm so excited individually, so I, I can't imagine how it feels for you to kind of, like, actually put the uniform on get out there. And Obviously, the preseason is a preseason, but when you're at ring night with the Warriors and you're actually getting the regular season going with LeBron by and AD by your side, it's, yeah, I, I can't wait. Could yeah. be a diehard Lakers fan all year watching all 82. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely the show now. And, like, the thing about the Lakers is that it's, it's on every – Every time we play, yeah. it's on every. They talk about us nonstop. So um, it, it comes with the territory. It comes with playing with LeBron, and it's something that uh, I mean, not. I want to say particularly excited for, but not not afraid of either. <laughs> All right, I feel like that's that kind of wraps up the show there. Don't you think, Swatter? I feel like got some great mailbag questions in. Um, the other thing that I sort of feel bad we didn't do at the top. Big shout out. And thanks to Austin Reeves for last week. That uh, episode did very, very well in terms of numbers. Um, I think we got 700 million downloads, so that that hit our number. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, thanks to Austin for coming on. That's a very fun thing about you know doing this now is kind of a you know last night I was watching Reeves and I was like, oh, that's our boy. He's on the show. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? It's like it's for- another guy who who's in our corner now he's he's a swider show guest so it's like if he does well the show does well yeah whoever whoever's on the show is a friend of the show for life now oh 100 percent. so uh obviously but, we've had some great guests so far so obviously shout out to scotty getting his first two nba points yesterday yeah um, 
And, and yeah, that was just, like as calm as you could be at the free throw line. That's maybe the hardest thing to do, like for your first career points, is is going to the line. Oh, You're like, sitting, you're cold, like you said. Like that's that's nothing I want any part of. And he just knocked him down like he had played like forty five minutes. Oh yeah, I mean Scotty's a gamer. Scotty's a gamer. Yeah, so. he's 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 cool. Yep. But <clears throat> yeah, man. Um. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks to everyone who submitted some questions. Swider, congratulations. Big night. Very proud of you. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll see you guys next week. And uh, we'll be back with some guests next week. You want us to listen to us just talk back and forth. So. Yeah, thank, thank you guys again. Uh, another great episode of the Swider Show. And we'll be back next week with, a, with another guest. So thank you. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed this week's show. To find out who will be joining us next week, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms, at Swider Show on Instagram, at Swider Show on Twitter, and at Swider Show on TikTok. We also recently developed our very own YouTube page, www.youtube.com slash at Swider Show, and subscribe. You can send in a mailbag question to be featured on the show, Show at gmail.com. And of course, if you haven't already, make sure to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode week to week. Cole Swider Show with Patty Casey is presented by Blue Wire Podcast and our executive producer, it's Adam Lewis. Swider Show was created by Cole Swider, Patty Casey, and producer Adam Lewis. All rights reserved. Thank you guys. We'll see you next week.